and welcome to Inside, a public affairs presentation of Mega Rock, WMKX Brookville and WJNG Johnsonburg. I'm your host, Sharon Stewart, and joining us on the telephone is Bob Mecca, who is the executive director of Life and Independence for Today, and Hope Weekman, also uh, with Life and Independence for Today, the uh, deputy director. Thanks for talking to us once again on Insight. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. I thought it would be great to tell our listeners about uh, all the programs that you have available that are dedicated to the empowerment of all people with disabilities. Let's talk about the programs. Okay, Sharon. We provide guidance and information on barriers to accessibility, whether it be within the individual's homes or the communities. We can go into the home and provide guidance on home modifications, the bathroom, maybe the installation of a ramp. But we also work throughout our communities. We've worked with municipalities, churches, the courthouse in Potter County, providing guidance and assisting with how to make things more accessible. If you don't have any experience in that, the guidance would be a help, wouldn't it? It would. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a business has a customer may have a concern about their accessibility of the business, you know, whether there's a single step to get in. Sometimes, you know, businesses are at a loss for where to go, how to make those accommodations. They Mm -hmm. can reach out to us and we can help them through that process. That's great that you help businesses with the planning and developing of disability accessible information. I could imagine if one had a family member suddenly become disabled, that would get very expensive trying to make a home accessible. Do you offer networking to your clients uh, to find funding in order to make their homes more accessible? Yes, I always point out to our consumers that we are not a funding source, but we oftentimes work with other agencies who may be able to provide them with funding assistance. And obviously, we we don't provide that funding assistance, but Mm -hmm. we often are able to direct them to other agencies and help them sign up for their services as well. And we work together to assist a mutual person with a disability that we serve to better access their private residence or even a place of business. You have an assistive technology program. You want to talk about that more in detail for our listeners? Sure. We have like four different assistive technology programs. One of them is we are Assistive Technology Resource Center for TechAL, which is that they're out of Temple University in Philadelphia, and we subcontract with them um, to be a resource center, and we help them get adaptive devices that can help with people with disabilities, whether it's a magnifier for someone with a visual disability or an amplified phone or, you know, various Mm -hmm. different things that can help people with disabilities with adaptive devices, and they can borrow them up to a nine-week period so they could try several things and see what best suits them. And then, as I was talking before with our other service, we try to work with other agencies that might be a funding source for them to actually purchase the equipment. They're the ones who uh, refurbish or get the uh, technology ready. Yes, with that, it's it's all new, new technology. Um, but what you're referring to is our 
own reuse equipment program mm-hmm. that we have. We we keep in storage several devices that are lightly used. We take donations for lightly used devices for people with disabilities, and we keep them in storage, and then we try to get them out to folks throughout our six counties that would not otherwise be able to attain that equipment. It's, it's actually more um, durable medical equipment like wheelchairs, walkers. We even have a, have a hospital bed in there. We have gotten donations of stair lifts where um, stair lifts are really large and we don't really have that much storage room. So we try to get them out immediately from one consumer's home to donor to the donee directly. And, and shower benches are really a hot commodity as well. A lot of our consumers are very low income as well as having a disability. Mm-hmm. And they just can't go out and spend 30 or $40 on something like that. So we get shower benches and, and things like that in all the time. And they are, like I said, they're a very hot commodity and they, they come and go. That's, uh, that's funny because I know I've seen one or two at a, at a garage sale. So now I know when I see it, I'll snap it up for you guys. Awesome. Um, and Sharon, that, that's funny that you would mention that because I have, too, been driving by yard sales, and I, I see equipment like that, and I'll stop and I'll leave my card and say, if you, don't, if you still have this at the end of your sale and you want to donate it. And I actually got a call from a home that was being put up for sale, and they called and donated the stair, a 13-step stair lift yeah. because I made the stop and made the ask. So yeah. A lot of times they'll, they'll donate right on the spot. I've had them donate right on the spot. Just say, take it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But um, yeah, that's a great way to recycle and reuse. Your mission is to promote disability awareness um, in the community. You want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Go ahead. We provide disability awareness simulations and sensitivity trainings, and we can tailor them to whatever group we're working with. We've worked with elementary students, clear up to senior citizen group. Our simulations pretty much, they, they assume the role of a person with a disability. So mm-hmm. they'll get into a wheelchair and try to perform the task of an individual who would be using a wheelchair or we simulate blindness and hearing loss. The one that really hits home a lot of times, especially when we're within the schools, is the learning disabilities or the hidden disabilities. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. students don't understand that their peers sitting next to them may have a learning disability. And when we go into the schools and we do simulations on the learning disabilities, it really opens the eyes and I think students look at things a little differently. Mm-hmm. And reaching them when they're young and impressionable so that they're not stigmatizing and forming judgments based on an individual's disability is the best time to, to get them, you know. We go and we do it for anybody anywhere within our six counties. You also have a uh, portable ramp program available through Lyft? Yes, our portable ramp program, we we raised some funds a few years back, and we were able to purchase several portable ramps of various sizes, I believe up to 10 foot long, 
and they're they're not conducive to every situation. Like if you have like two steps or less going into your house, they mm-hmm. they might work for you. And Hope is one of our one of the individuals that would go out and check out the situation, make sure it would be uh, a safe place to put the ramp down and the the pitch wasn't too steep and, you know, that there was a, a clear path of travel to continue on and, and so forth. But in, in instances where uh, the portable ramps would work, they are a great temporary solution. And I point out temporary solution because we work with the people that we give portable ramps to to find a permanent solution to the problem, okay. um, their accessibility issue, uh, while they are borrowing our portable ramps. Yeah, because that might take time to get installed and, uh, and, and so forth, huh? So, so yes. we would contact Hope uh, for more details on that. Yes. Okay. Hope is living up to her name, too. <laughs> I just Absolutely. now thought about that. That's awesome. Okay. Well, contact Hope Weekman or Bob Mecca. Uh, life and independence for today if you'd like to volunteer if you have some items you feel you know you can donate or if you need help they're there for you do you also provide advocacy for those uh, with disabilities absolutely we um, we provide advocacy to folks with disabilities in our six county service area and by the way we we serve Potter Cameron Elk Jefferson McKean and Clearfield counties I, want to, I always like to point out that we are not professional or legal advocates, I should say, mm-hmm. but we teach people with disabilities how to become their own best advocate and how, how they need to be um, assertive but not aggressive and make sure that their needs are being met by other service providers and us as well. And also to to make sure that all their accessibility needs are being met, you know, around their house, within the community, how to advocate for accessibility in places that are not accessible, things of that nature. We we try to work with individuals with disabilities and teach them to be their own best advocate. You're living up to your name. You're you're lifting people up just a bit, giving them a little pump, huh? (laughs) Be sure to let us know about uh, anything that's going on with uh, life and independence for today and the future, okay? Absolutely. To check out the website, too, liftcil.org. Liftcil.org. What does CIL stand for? Center for Independent Living. We are one of 16 centers for independent living in the state. Well, you certainly do cover a lot of ground and you do a lot of good at Life and Independence for Today. Hey, thank you so much, Bob Mecca and Hope Weekman, for joining us on Insight today. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Be sure to look them up online at liftcil.org. You can also give them a call to 1-800-341-LIFT. And that's Insight for this week. If you'd like to be a guest on Insight, please call me at Megarock at 849-8100, extension 22. The opinions expressed on Insight are not necessarily those of Stratton Broadcasting Incorporated. I'm Sharon Stewart. Thanks for tuning in to Insight.